It is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program here. As always, you're invited to join us. You can bring up whatever you want to discuss here. The number, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you tonight, you've got Ian. Nobody. And Chris. Well, surprise, surprise. Looks like the news is out that the the old FBI has been searching without warrants. Millions of apparently searches on Americans' data in just the year 2021. Millions of searches. Yes. I am not wow. surprised. Yeah, that's uh, that's on the way here. Plus, the Ministry of Truth. I know nobody, you wanted to talk about this new governmental agency that has just been announced. And obviously, it's getting a lot of uh, play on social media. Some people, understandably, quite upset about it. Uh, but yeah. we'll get into the Ministry of Truth coming up as well. But first, the FBI story from nationalreview.com. The FBI conducted as many as three to four million searches of data in the United States without a warrant during just the year 2021, according to a new report. Wow. 320 million Americans. So one million searches would be one for every 320 people. So this is this is kind of a weird one because uh, it is possible for law enforcement to do warrantless searches under what is it? Uh, I want to say extravagant uh, ex- exigent circumstances. Ex- exigent circumstances. Yeah, that's right. That's You're talking word. about like searching a house or something if, for a murderer who's yeah, on the run. If somebody they're chasing, uh, like a murderer, runs yeah. through your house, breaks into your house, closes the door, and locks it somehow, yeah, uh, they can break in. They and, can say, "We saw him go in yep. there." And then, yep, and and do it. That's so, not what we're talking about in this particular case. I know. <laughs> I uh, could have guessed that much. The <laughs> annual statistical transparency report published by the offer, uh, Office of the Director of National Intelligence Thursday focuses on the intelligence community's use of national security authorities for the surveillance under for surveillance under U.S. law. The information was previously gathered by the NSA, the U.S. Military Signal Intelligence Agency but was transferred to the civilian-led FBI per the USA Freedom Act passed in 2015. <laughs> wow. It amazes me they have the balls to name one of their acts the Freedom U- Act. Freedom yeah. Act. And, and didn't they pass something after uh, 2000 and uh, after 9-11 on 2001? Uh, the Patriot Act? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was the Patriot Act specifically or if it was another one of the probably many other peace sure. legislations. Uh, but... They like they basically allow. Okay, so people have to kind of understand the history. They were not allowed to do that. I think after like sometime after Martin Luther King, because of all of the uh, you know basically uh, they tried to drive King to suicide. They yeah, did. Um, but they basically were doing all sorts of illegal stuff. And so what the they passed, I guess, a law that basically said something to the effect of they cannot, uh, you know, different different. Like the FBI cannot receive information from the NSA or other other uh, intelligence bodies, something to that effect. And um, I thought that changed after after 9-11, 2001. I'm, I'm pretty sure it did. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious what the difference is between that and the 2015 legislation is. I don't know, but I bet you freedom is an acronym for something really awful. It's got all capital oh, for letters sure. here. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the figure represented a 260% increase from the previous year, 2020, 
where the FBI conducted 1.3 million searches, so going from 1.3 million to somewhere between 3 and 4 million. According to an analysis by the Wall Street Journal, more than half the data uh, searches, 1.9 million of them, pertained to the FBI's investigations of attempts by Russian hackers to infiltrate and sabotage critical U.S. infrastructure, or at least so they claim. Yeah. Uh, this included the investigation of the cyber attack on the Colonial Pipeline, a 5,500-mile pipeline from Texas to New York, which was shut down allegedly by Russian hacking group DarkSide in exchange for ransom in May of 2021. The shutdown briefly prompted emergency fuel rationing measures by the Department of Energy across the Northeast United States. And the real question is, did they ever learn their lesson? And I'm going to put money on the no. They probably did it. They meaning the hackers? Uh, no, the- I'm talking about the government. I'm talking about the people running the fuel uh, pipeline. Did they secure their systems? Was it the government or the oil companies? You know, this is a good question, and I don't know, but it's probably so regulated that it's probably hard, hard to, to tell the difference between the two. Yeah. Though a version of the same report has been published every year since 2014, this marks the first time that an accounting of the number of data acquisitions by the FBI has been undertaken. At a press briefing in Washington Friday, FBI official admitted that, quote, 3.4 million is certainly a large number. I'm not going to pretend that it isn't, unquote. However, other officials have admitted the data pertaining to U.S. citizens is likely lower than this figure, which also covers all data originating in the U.S. searched by the FBI under law. The report did not suggest that any of the searches, including those pertaining to U.S. citizens, was illegal. So this is all totally legitimate, according right. to the government. Authority, so-called, for the FBI's activity was cited as drawing from Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which was passed during the Cold War in 1978, authorizes collection of private data by, quote, non-U.S. persons, unquote. Now, the FISA court is what they used to spy on Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. They lied to the FISA court to get warrants. Uh, FISA, I think, is also the ones that have been approving over the last two decades the various different national security letters that have been going out mm. threatening people into silence, uh, that they can't say that they're even being searched or investigated or else they'll be punished. Yeah. Mm. There, you know, I, I've noticed there seems to be a pattern with the FBI lying to get warrants here. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, they love to lie. Yeah. And there's no penalty for it. Yeah. Th- there isn't. There really right. isn't. Uh, though their communications with U.S. citizens and lawful permanent residents may be accessed as well. So, again, they're authorized to collect data from non-U.S. persons, but if they're talking to somebody who's on in the United States on the other side of the phone or the other side of the text message or email or whatever, then you get snatched up in this, the completely legal data collection. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Edward Snowden was talking about this stuff back in 2013. If, if, you th- if you start thinking about this for a moment... Um, it it's not it, they can basically take anything they want from anybody just about because think about it how the internet works just because you you're connect say you're in New Hampshire and you're connecting to I don't know California mm-hmm. okay I'm not saying that this is actually necessarily going to happen or the route that it's going to take but if that traffic passes through Canada they've justified seizing data based on that now even it's though international even though yeah mm-hmm. even though both the, the receiving party and the initiating party are in the United States. So just because your data happens to go through a route that passes through another country could also potentially get you caught up in, you know, in this. And of course, the uh, phone companies are beholden to the government. So sure. if they ask them to route your data through Canada, they'll almost certainly oblige. Yeah, I, I yep. mean, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if there's like actually like something 
that enables them to do that somehow, like a function in the system. But it's certainly a plausible and it's certainly I'm pretty sure we know that they have uh, utilize this to create lists of like terrorists. Like there's mm-hmm. apparently a list it's like extraordinary rendition for data. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's there's a, if, if I'm not mistaken, I believe there was a list. I don't know when it was created, but that basically includes everybody in the United States. It's a terrorist like watch list. Really? And yeah. And, and the way they go about like creating the terrorist watch list is something to the effect of if you visit a foreign website, you're on this list. Now there's multiple terrorist watch lists, mm-hmm. but it's basically like, uh, as far as I can tell, it seems to be like a, a way of basically being able to kind of target anybody they want under you know certain circumstances. Um, so, uh, Section 702 has come, come under criticism from privacy advocates who claim it allows the federal government to spy on Americans with little oversight and due process. And then they mention here that Trump, who signed a bill reauthorizing the law in 2018, had openly questioned its use to spy on his presidential campaign, which are part of the focus of an ongoing investigation. But nonetheless, that was the problem with Trump. He didn't have a problem with it happening. He only yeah. had a problem with it happening to, to him. him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so there's your story. They've been they've been a spying. And there's a good chance your communications have been caught up, and the FBI has been reviewing that. The number is 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Coming up, the Ministry of Truth is now a thing. We'll get into it. This is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open. If you want to join the show, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, you've got Ian. Nobody. And Chris. We were going to get into the Disinformation Governance Board, and we are going to do that. Uh, but also on the way, apparently, there's new protests that might be coming into Ottawa uh, very, very soon, called Rolling Thunder. You remember the trucker convoy, of course, the uh, the epic three-plus-week-long occupation of uh, Ottawa was in the news for quite a while earlier this year. Is this going to be similar to that? We'll uh, do a little more digging and uh, share that with you on the way here. And if you want to weigh in on anything, of course, the number is 603-283-6160. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by bitcoin.com if you're ready to start learning about cryptocurrency it's definitely not too late get on over to bitcoin.com click get started at the top of the page you'll find information there about bitcoin and bitcoin cash you get some of the basics down if you spend a little bit of time watching some of the videos there over at bitcoin.com just click get started at the top of the page uh, and then if you are not brand new to crypto and you want to get the latest news headlines, they've got those for you every day on their news site at news.bitcoin.com. Again, that is news.bitcoin.com. So, nobody, you uh, have been following this disinformation board. Now, we did talk about this, I think, maybe it was Wednesday night. It has been covered to some some extent here, but we didn't get into the the person who's been named to head this thing up. Big Nanny. Yeah. Okay, so is this a U.S. or is this Canadian? This is the US. United States. Uh, now, according to various different news sites, they're claiming that this is... All the news, that sort of the mainstream news around this, is acting like this has to do with the border. This has to huh? do with the southern border. They talk about, uh, here in this story from Huffington Post, they're going to begin focusing on misinformation aimed at migrants. But then later they admit that it's going to also prepare 
for Russian disinformation threats as the midterm elections near. Which is anything that the Democrats don't like. Yeah, they can just call it yeah. Russian. Uh, and then, so this is something that was just announced. They are calling it the Disinformation Governance Board, and they've announced that a so-called disinformation expert, Ms. Nina Jankowitz, who claims to have researched Russian misinformation tactics and online harassment, uh, she will be heading up this board, which many are now calling the Ministry of Truth, nobody. And what is that a reference to? Uh, 1984. Uh, the Ministry of Truth was the uh, agency that, if, for example, your your existence became uh, um, inconvenient to the state, they would erase you from history. They would, like, find every record of your existence and delete it. And then reissue the, the record. Uh, right. Yeah, reissue. Yeah. So if there was a news article, you. they would take the papers back and they'd reissue mm-hmm. them. And this was actually based on Stalin, who mm. once he had one of his uh, political opponents killed, he would like have them airbrushed out of every photo. There are uh, pictures of that still. You know, you can go look that up yeah. online, and they are <laughs> creepy. Yeah, like it's it's Photoshop quality too. Like they did a really good job. Yeah. of just making these people disappear yeah now that was when the russians were really doing some disinformation (laughs) (laughs) yeah right on their own people Mm -hmm. in that case uh so i've got a quote all governments focus their their disinformation on their own people i think uh quote here from ms jankowitz this is the woman again who's heading up the disinformation uh board Quote, this is from her Twitter, in March of 2020, so shortly after the COVID situation started to really kind of ramp up, Mm -hmm. uh, this is what she had to say. Anyway, long story short, I think we as a country might be too um, free-spirited, and then in parentheses she says, to put it diplomatically. That sounds anti-American. She continues to say, to comply with social distancing recommendations unless they're forced upon us. So force away. Lock us down. People are not taking this seriously. See, the thing is, if she liked to be choked in bed, that would be fine, but imposing it on people who don't like it is where you go wrong. That's the person that we're talking about uh, here. That gives you some idea of her mentality. She is a total statist, obviously. Like, why else would she, <laughs> you know, be appointed to this particular seat? And uh, there's a, a lot of information out there that's just spilling out about her. She she likes to sing. So there's a bunch of songs that have been uh, posted where she mm-hmm. changes the lyrics of, like, classic uh musical songs like mary poppins and things like that to talk about disinformation instead yeah which is how i came up with aunt nanny (laughs) or uh, big nanny sorry (laughs) uh so you've been following this thing pretty closely nobody um not very closely Mm -hmm. but um you're concerned about it though i'm definitely concerned about it the uh you know they They've been doing relatively well with the cooperation of big tech in suppressing the ideas they don't like. Um, but this, I think, will bring it to a whole nother a new level. level where, you know, you're going to see people having their doors kicked in because they believe the wrong things. 
I mean, you know, this this just goes every time these stories come up. The only thing I can think of is decentralization. This is the whole reason we need decentralization. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need things like Mastodon to replace things like Twitter. Mm -hmm. We need, you know, alternatives to uh, Facebook. Uh, We need alternatives to uh, Telegram and I don't know what what is it, WhatsApp. I guess I'm trying to think of some of these other That's Facebook's Mac, yeah, Mac chatting that right um, because ultimately all of these platforms are banning, shadow banning, censoring people. Um, they're doing all sorts of things to manipulate us, and then we end up in these. And unfortunately, we end up in these you know echo chambers too, and it, it's not good for for anybody. Um, you know, and it's it's kind of interesting because the both like libertarians, conservatives, and socialists have all been migrating to Mastodon. Uh, you know, at, at least as of I think this week with um, what was the, what, the, what was the other story you brought in? Uh, you talking about Elon Musk? Yeah, with Twitter? the Elon uh, Musk story. Yeah, I suspect there are some people on the left who are leaving Twitter. At least they're claiming they're going to leave Twitter. Sure. And so likely Mastodon has seen an increase in signups uh, in the last seven days. Um, but, you know, and that comes around to another discussion we've been having throughout the week about this great man syndrome, the idea that so many are now looking to Elon Musk as the savior of uh, free speech and color me skeptical yeah. <laughs> that uh, that's going to be the case. But uh, yeah, nobody's I mean, only likely to affect one platform. I expect he'll affect it to the better. Now, you know, it is I, I will say that it's it is probably good to have a diversification in terms of like people with different viewpoints mm-hmm. running different platforms um because at least we get some you know uh mm-hmm. you know we get some we're not all living in echo chambers if we have yeah. if we're on different platforms and some of them at least are giving us different sides right now every uh social media platform is if not actually acting as if it's controlled by the democratic national committee if you want to weigh in here tonight, the number is 603-283-6160. I know nobody, you said that the Elon story is the most important story of the week to you, and we'll get into um, that. It was certainly the most exciting. But. There's more on the way here, and we'll uh, share that. You can share your thoughts with us on Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com It is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about this new disinformation governance board, as it's being called in political terms. The reality is this is what a lot of people are calling the Ministry of Truth. And nobody, you you agree with that? uh, Yeah, I I mean, I think it's basically going to be the agency that the government uses to push its lies yet uh calling anything that's uh, contrary to those lies disinformation and right. using as you pointed out their big tech buddies like facebook for instance to assist them as they've been doing by the way for years now remember we we shared a story uh that revealed that facebook 
was tied in with the the Trump administration at the very beginning of 2020, and they had an agreement where Facebook was giving the government millions of dollars in free advertising to promote the CDC's positions on whatever. In this case, it would it ended up being COVID nineteen. And they were just handing them all of this, uh, you know, free advertising money that they could just use to uh, to pimp their propaganda. And so. just about everything the government said was a lie. Yep. And then, of course, subsequent to that, Facebook and Twitter and, you know, all these other centralized platforms were being utilized by the state. Whether we're talking about Trump or Biden, doesn't matter. Was the CDC still the same, right? Like the, the Fauci, we pointed out mm-hmm. the other night, he's been in that position since 1984. Wow. So, wow. I mean, he's... My whole it, life. <laughs> yeah. You can change out all of the, the presidents, but you don't change the bureaucrats hardly ever. And so they went to Facebook and Twitter and these, uh, as you mentioned, centralized platforms, mm. uh, Chris, and, the, and they were all doing the government's bidding and they started labeling anything that wasn't in line with the state. Google, of course, with YouTube doing yep. the exact same thing. Yeah, Google was interesting because they, they supposedly did it for even U.S. outlets. But if you look at the wording, it's different for U.S. versus Russian versus, you know, other favorable countries, media. Oh, you're talking uh, about the government outlets. media yeah. like RT? Yeah, right. Like they are, they Russian, they, they, able to rush us something like government russian government propaganda whereas the u.s outlets that were u.s funded government. yeah they worded yeah. Uh, they worded it differently where it's like oh it doesn't scare you but with right. with the mm-hmm. russians it's it's it's, it's worded to scare you yeah and then of course they were cracking down on individual channels anyone that would say things that were contrary to the official government line on covid would be given a strike and or had their channel just deleted entirely it happened to us and, and they're shadow banning too sure yeah, so yep. shadow banning is where you're 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 not like officially kicked off, but you won't come up in search results, right? Or so you're you won't hard come to up find. Very high in search results. Yes, yeah. you'll be at the very very bottom, mm-hmm. even if you're the most relevant right. search result. Right. So we saw all this happening, and this was without the misinformation or the uh, disinfo governance board, aka Ministry of Truth. So this thing's brand new. It was just uh, you know created this week. And of course, there's a bunch of people on the right wing who are bemoaning this because they're not in charge of it. Of course, if- yeah, as soon as Trump got a hold of it, they'd be delighted. <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know, they want to somehow defund this and eliminate the position. And it's like, well, how are you going to do that? Yeah, it's, You're it's not a, in charge. It's so interesting how both sides are basically for the same things, even if they want to do something slightly different with each. And often there's a lot of overlap, too, with what they want to do anyway. But. Right. The, the Republicans are in favor of, quote unquote, free speech right now <laughs> yeah, because right. they're not in charge. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's so it's so obvious to us, at least. And it's interesting because it's not neither side or neither Republicans nor Democrats are really in favor of free speech. What they're in favor is their speech. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you would find that out when and if the Republicans take control of Washington, D.C., and then all of a sudden they want to crack down on the speech of the Democrats uh, in that particular case. Yeah. So we know how we know how it works. But a lot of people are still getting fooled by this, you know, two party dog and pony show. Uh, and if you want to weigh in, you can join us at 603-283-6160. But you were touching on the the idea of decentralization, Chris, and you felt like that needed to be yeah, uh, dis- defined a little bit yeah, better? Yeah, I don't think people actually know what decentralization is, or it, often it's actually more federation than decentralization. Um, decentralization is effectively where everybody sort of part 
takes and there's no central thing to attack. Um, Federation is very similar, except that there are still potentially places to attack. It's just you're only going to take out a portion of that network. So mm-hmm. if you if you, for example, if you target Would Facebook, polycentric be another word for that multiple centers. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that might be a good way to describe mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, so you know, you might have five hundred different sort of uh, Facebooks, but they're all interconnected. So you might be able to take out one of them, but you won't necessarily be able to take out all. And the same, and the reason this is important for like from a censorship perspective or a freedom of speech perspective is that even if say one you know one server that you might sign up with wants to uh or not that you signed up with but maybe you're not signed up with presumably wants to censor you or they want to censor your your server that's not going to necessarily affect your ability to um you know uh, get your message out there to people on other servers that are signed up with other servers mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um it 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 diminishes the ability of censorship to effectively work right Actually, we just got on social.freetalklive.com, which is a Mastodon instance, one of God knows how many thousands of them. I mean, we're not talking about 500. There's thousands of Mastodons. Yeah, I want to say there. there's like five or 8,000, something like that. Yeah. And uh, you know, a lot of them are foreign language or whatever, but uh, we uh, actually got our first reported post today after being around for more than a year. And what was interesting was the reported post was regarding somebody on our server but it came from another Mastodon, which I didn't realize was a thing. So yeah. appar- apparently somebody on some other server entirely can send a report to our admins and complain about what one of our users is doing, which I wish we could just turn that off entirely, but it is there and we uh, you know, ignored that report. <laughs> what did they yeah. say? What was the speech complained about? Oh, I'd, I'd have to pull it up. I, uh, I don't have it in front of me. It didn't seem like anything worth our time to really be concerned with. So I just thought it was interesting. I didn't realize that, uh, that that was a thing where somebody else who wasn't even part of your user base, just somebody on this, the Fediverse didn't like something that somebody on our server said. So, they, so we got the report about that. Well, that's it's always been that way. It's, I mean, back in the day, I don't know if people still monitor it, but for any internet site, you could send a uh, an email to abuse at mm-hmm. whatever dot com, yep. yeah. and it would go to the uh, to whoever administered that site to look into it, and it was useful for some things if there is a spammer. You know, it was it was useful to be able to report that, and some people would remove them or or find yeah, a way to stop them. Yeah, I feel like it's 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 kind of a futile it's a futile, uh, especially with the I don't I don't, I, I hate to say this, but modern internet uh, that that system mm. I don't think really works. But yeah. Okay, I did. I did find it. I figured, you know, maybe that maybe one of the benefits of these reports coming in, whenever they come in, there might be some that are kind of fun to see what people are complaining about coming from our server. Because again, it's decentralized, meaning that the person on this other server, which was Mastodon dot online, not our server, um, whoever it was that reported this, is and I and I don't even know if it says who it was. I think it just says it came from that server, so we don't even know who on that server reported this particular post, but they claim that this uh, person is an American fascist slash Nazi user who pushes extremist rhetoric through boosts while avoiding making objectionable posts themselves. And then they select a post that is one example of direct propaganda, also a, quote, freeze peach, unquote, type of individual. 
And then, <laughs> oh, so they so they're literally reporting them for supporting so free speech. It's, it's it, you know the, the funny thing about Mastodon is like it's not it's not all libertarians. You know, it's there are conservatives. There are in, as in this case, I probably uh, probably some sort of lefty kind of socialist uh, individual who and, wrote the report. Yeah, and and this is this is how you end up with this really interesting. I don't know, like a scenario where you have you have like everybody on Mastodon. It's not you know it's not one sided. Um, which which makes it which really makes it great from like not living in a bubble. Did they ever cut Gab off from the uh, Fediverse though? I think Gab cut itself off, but mm. I don't think it's entirely cut off anyway. There's more coming up here in moments. I'll, I'll actually share the content of the alleged offensive post here since we do have it handy, and uh, you guys can see what you think about it. Uh, the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. The phones are open here, and you can join us. Bring up whatever you want to discuss. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And Free Talk Live, by the way, is brought to you by Freedoms Phoenix. It's your source for all news, economic news, government overreach, insane government spending, and more. You can get today's headlines all in one place and from a fresh libertarian perspective you can find this and more at freedomsphoenix.com. That's freedoms with an S, phoenix.com. So we're talking about decentralization here. The idea of, well, getting away from one center or just a few of them, like social media platforms, mega big tech, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Of course, those are the two biggies. But now TikTok uh, is, of course, becoming incredibly popular amongst younger people Trying to get people off of those platforms is a challenge. TikTok is actually a funny one because that's a Chinese operation. It is. And you've got people in the U.S. complaining that they're not censoring enough. Yeah, mm. that's true. It's crazy. The United States is certainly not a freedom-loving place in <laughs> no. a lot of ways. And that's one of the reasons why we need to get out of it as quickly as possible via secession, peaceful secession. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how we've all been – I feel like we've all been brainwashed in you know, government schools – about you know america being like free and it's like mm-hmm. not so yeah if you start listening like to what people are saying it certainly doesn't sound free doesn't look free um it when you're asking for more censorship than what china is already implementing on a chinese controlled platform like really like like yeah. you, you really are calling you're gonna call america free i don't know so you were mm-hmm. talking about chris getting people to get off of those centralized platforms and start adopting Newer technology that, in many cases, isn't that new. It's been around. Mastodon's been around for more than half a decade, I think, at this point. Yeah, it actually it existed uh, prior under a different name. I think it was Identica.ca or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's been around a while, but it's definitely uh, increased, I think, and expanded in terms of its user base and its popularity in recent years. Um, there's just, it's just, it's, I mean, you've seen, you've seen the conservatives kind of jump on board. You've seen the libertarians. Like Gab, for yeah, instance. You've seen the libertarians mm-hmm. jump truth on board. Social. And truth. Right. Yep. And oh, by the way, did you hear that uh, Trump has finally posted to Truth Social? Yeah. Yeah. I did hear that, um, which uh, he's now posted twice to it. Do you think that had anything to do with the fact that uh, Elon Musk bought Twitter? I, I don't know. I just, uh, 
Because it's awfully coincidental, isn't it? He, he started Truth Social, his site, two months ago. And mm-hmm. he posted on day one to his account saying, your favorite president is coming soon. And then posted nothing else until like yesterday. And it just seems like awfully coincidental that the same week that Elon Musk buys Twitter or announces the, you know, that they're going to close the deal, mm-hmm. that all of a sudden Trump acts like, oh, yeah. I was always going to wait two months before I made my second post <laughs> on my own platform. They they acted like this was always the plan, that Trump was always going to come in right before the month of May. And it just doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. Yeah, it's uh, he could have done a lot more to promote Truth, and, uh, Truth Social. Like use the actual platform. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know, once a day? Think. Once a day? I mean, for a guy that used to post like 10 times a day to Twitter, to ask him to go and post once a day to his own platform, and, I wouldn't think it would be asking and, too much. And the crazy thing is, like, he doesn't even actually have to post himself, right? He can like, have somebody do it right. for him. It's not like he doesn't yeah. have the money for it. He's got people. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I didn't want to so much talk about Truth Social, but that was an example of another Mastodon-based platform. Yeah. And, of course, the Mastodon people that program Mastodon weren't happy to find out that Trump had uh, adopted it, which is sort of the downside to Mastodon is <sighs> that they are programmed by some what appear to be socialists in Germany it's, and France. It's, you know, it, I, mm. I don't know what the makeup is, but oftentimes these... Well, they're based in France and yeah. Germany, aren't so, they? Well, yeah, the thing is, there's people all around the world. I don't know specifically about Mastodon. I do know mm-hmm. that I think like one of the founders is definitely more a, a left-leaning individual. Yeah. Um, well, they threatened to sue uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't. I think that when they first launched the site, they didn't include the GPL notice or something like that, or one of the licensing statements. Yeah. On their site, and they yeah. threatened to sue them. Yeah, that kind of made me smile only because I like nobody ever sues over the GPL violations, yeah. and it, there's there's actually there's actually the, the only there, there's like two entities, three maybe three technically uh, that actually bring GPL lawsuits. One, GPL stands for what? Uh, general. general uh, uh, what is it? Uh, I want something to say license. General, general public, public license. license. Yeah, okay. um, it's an open source thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's um, the GNU or the GNU. Public license okay. is actually what it is. Basically, there's only three organizations that ever really sue. One is the Software Freedom Conservancy. Um, that's like kind of one of one of the things they do. Main things they do. They don't actually they they actually try to avoid suing. They don't like to sue, but it's it's kind of like a last resort thing. Um, and then there's uh, the Free Software Foundation. Again, I don't even know that they really brought that many lawsuits over the years. Um, and then there's there's like one party that's kind of using it in a more of a malicious manner. Um, but it's, there's, hmm. yeah, it's, it's, so it's, yeah, it's really kind of, that was really an interesting case, um, you know, threat, I guess, at least I was, did they actually sue or I think it was just a threat, right? You're talking about in the truth social case? Yeah. No, they threat they sent a legal uh, letter or whatever okay. from their attorneys and it got, it got the, uh, truth social to put somewhere on their website that they are a Mastodon based, uh, platform. Gotcha. So they did put whatever it is they needed to put on there. Yeah. I'm not even sure. Uh, so I don't. Is is it a, is it the AGPL license? I'm trying to think what the license actually is. Is it or is it just GPL? Because GPL, GPL and LGPL. Yeah, I'm just I'm just the reason I'm I'm thinking is because if it's under the GPL license, it wouldn't require you just because you're using the code to release code. That's why I'm I'm thinking it must not be the GPL. Um, 
Yeah, you've got a point there. Uh, well, doesn't the GPL-3 change that? No. The one that Linus Trovold said flew in the face of everything? That no, they... no, it doesn't. Okay. Um, it doesn't. Uh, it, does ha- it does actually have a component in there that was like, it, it, it allows you to kind of like change the terms and it, it potentially do so in a way that's like against the user's interests, which is really weird. Um mm. I don't know. Um, I, th- but that wasn't the reason that Linus was, you know, you know, yeah. against it or anything. I like actually that. modified the terms of the uh, of the. I didn't use GPL. I used the. Uh, um, I think I used the Perl license. Um, I think we're getting a little too into. Yeah, yeah, definitely license, getting too into but, this. <laughs> so basically, I put language in it that said if if you make if if your organization is primarily based on theft, including taxation, you are not authorized to use the software. Which is kind of funny because it's I, I don't know this for sure, but it's probably a copyright violation to modify the terms because the copy the actual um, the actual license is not under. The, the same license effectively that's distributed they copyrighted yeah, let them a sue license. Me. well yeah i mean I, oh, I, that's I, confusing yeah it is <laughs> uh interestingly i was looking here at the truthsocial.com site and they have a page where they include a warrant canary which i uh did not expect to see on a trump site kind of mm. interesting but for listeners that don't know a warrant canary is basically a protection Sort of a, a way to alert your users that you've been approached by law enforcement, even though law enforcement may have a warrant, which I referenced earlier with a FISA court, where they give you a uh, <laughs> yep. they give you a gag threat, order. a gag order. They basically say, "We're going to serve you with this notice. You have to do A, B, or C. You know, turn over data to us or whatever, and you can't tell anyone you're doing it." Mm-hmm. But what they can't tell you you can't do is remove a message from your website that says you have not been approached by law enforcement. So that's not technically a communication. Uh, and so they yeah. have a, on their warrant, their warrant canary says this, as of February 21st, 2022, Truth Social has not been served with a secret government subpoena, such as a subpoena served under 18 U.S.C., blah, 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 of the Patriot Act. Mm. Neither has Truth Social turned over or weakened any encryption or authentication keys for its services or users. Truth Social has not knowingly installed any law enforcement software or hardware within its infrastructure or shared its network traffic with governmental entities. So that's their warrant canary. So the idea being if they mm-hmm. were to receive one of these government threats, they would then go in and edit the warrant canary to where they're not saying they've Actually, been threatened. Actually, even editing the warrant canary can um, yeah. <laughs> be a violation. Really? So what would happen probably if they were served with one of these things mm-hmm. is the date on it would stop changing. Well, the date is February twenty first, twenty twenty two, on this uh, document, yeah, and it which is now is April. Uh huh. It, it also is, is something that's worth pointing out that um, they may actually be prohibited legally, depending on how it unfolds. Mm-hmm. Like under normal circumstances, that the work canary may work, but there could be circumstances where it won't work because mm. there are certain gag orders that would prevent you from even editing the website or not editing the website. Oh, wow. So wow. See, I didn't think they could force you to take. Yeah, action. It, I mean, well, it's kind of they can. It's kind of like guns. we don't know how many uh, warrants were issued or subpoenas were issued against like Microsoft because they're yeah. national security. So they give you a Verat- Veratus got a national security letter uh, sent to Microsoft. More coming up. Free talk live. 
Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here and share your thoughts. 603-283-6160 at 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Oh, sorry, nobody. Try that again. Nobody. Getting censored again, huh? Volume. Now it's your Chris. <laughs> Uh, yep, we'll uh, take your calls about whatever you want to discuss. And coming up, uh, the latest from Shanghai on a lockdown that has lasted now for something around the uh, number of 50 days at this point. Wow, they really got shanghai <laughs> Sure did. And so we'll play a little bit of uh, horrifying audio from shanghai uh what it sounds like at nighttime there coming up in just a moment and give you an update on what's been happening although uh, but- i gotta say they're kind of wimpy i mean I, I i've done six months or a year and well, i did a year <laughs> one time and six months another time i wasn't screaming out the window yeah i mean i get where you're coming from <laughs> But on the other hand, they actually fed you three times a day pretty consistently, right? Oh, well, that's that's true. Yeah. That's true. They were yeah. uh, um, here. You literally have 25 million people who are locked down in what is the third most populous city on the planet. Wait, they haven't gotten food in a month? No, no. They're getting quote unquote food when they can get it from the government. Wow. And so try to imagine what government... We all know how governments are about yep. providing food. I, I yeah. can only yeah. imagine the logistics of all of that, too. Yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that coming up here. Uh, obviously, the government runs the jail here, but it, they they they, uh, they have a private company handle the kitchen. <laughs> so. Yeah. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sodexo, the very same company that uh, was wow. doing the, I mean, the college kitchen for a that's, while. That's... No. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's it wasn't thoughts. as good as the college kitchen, though. I would gotta say. Is that because know. the prisoners were working it or something? No, it was. Just, it wasn't that bad, though. Honestly, it wasn't that yeah, bad. It wasn't that bad? It wasn't that bad. Let's go to TJ the Spy. He's on the line on our SIP line at sip.freetalklive.com. If you want to learn more about how to connect to that, normally we just give you our phone number, but there is one line dedicated just to SIP calls. Sip.freetalklive.com. Go ahead, TJ. Hey, Chris, nobody, Ian. I just was calling to uh, talk about a book I got in the from Amazon. It's called Mastering book, Bitcoin by Andreas Antonopoulos, second edition. Good book, I've read it. friends with Andreas, uh, but it's a really good book, and I recommend it to anybody who's a technical person who wants to know how to, Bitcoin works under the hood. It's very detailed and very well written. 
Oh, it's a technical book. That's interesting because yeah. uh, whenever I think of Andreas Antonopoulos, I think of a guy who can communicate like complex ideas in simple terms, and I don't oh, think yes. of him well, as a technical I mean, writer. Is, and yeah. Well, he is a very good technical writer, and he oh. covers the elliptic curve, digital signature algorithm, uh, key recovery, of hierarchical determination, okay. uh, higher HD So wallet. would you say this is a book for math uh, mathematicians to read? Mathematicians yeah. and computer programmers, okay. definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <Gotcha. laughs> yeah. But, so how does it feel that be down to the crypto, too? Uh, somebody asked me what happened to Colleen. Did, did she just drop out, or did they dismiss all the charges or what what happened uh, the there? charges have been dismissed against colleen and i don't know all the details as far as why that happened so you know you all know, right well that's hopefully that's good news you know what's good news for her you know what's more interesting um is that they ha- at least i don't know if they can add people to it at this point um i don't think they can at this point yeah so that's also good news yeah, they've brought mm. all the charges they're going to bring for this particular circumstance. That's not to say they couldn't bring completely different charges for completely different things against right. completely different people and, at and this that's, point. And but, that is still always a concern. Yeah. Um, but but they least, can always do that. Yeah, so. but at least, you know, whatever, you know, people are currently being charged, that appears to be it at this yes, point. This so. particular situation over the last several years is locked down as far as further charges you're referring to the crypto six situation which you can go to the crypto com, and you can learn more about that uh the various different raids that were conducted against our homes uh, many of the hosts of this show including nobody had mm-hmm. their uh their doors and their windows the smashed in that- they 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 were really thorough on this one and they really have a a a hard on for you because (laughs) as i said like we you know sure i mean we talk occasionally on the radio but we're not like chum we don't hang out on a regular basis and we we and james got a subpoena you know so it's they're they're turning out uncovering all leaves every year no stone unleft unturned so yeah, yeah, they they really want to get me, yeah, and uh, I, they're going to do their best. It was pretty clear in 2016. I mean, the first time. <laughs> well, I don't. I shouldn't say the first time they raided, but the first time. At no, least that was the first time the federal government raided the the okay. local police raided this house. Um, okay, fair when, enough. Uh, our old tenants were allegedly growing marijuana next door. Not the first hmm. time the FBI targeted, but the first time the FBI raided. <laughs> oh yeah, the FBI's been targeting free staters in Keene since uh, as far back as 2005. They uh, they they tried to put nobody in prison for 80 years for mm-hmm. selling cannabis and refusing and, to and wear a wire. And thank you, nobody, for doing that. Uh, I know you won the Harrison uh, Drug Dealer of the Year Award way back when, <laughs> but I appreciate your service. Thank you, sir. Thanks. All right, TJ, was that all you wanted to say? You was you That's wanted to give us I a book review, say, book recommendation, and okay. find out what happened to the crypto too. I, I think Crypto Duo is a little better than Crypto Two. I don't know. If crypto I don't, I don't think it should change. Honestly, it, it should still be Crypto. Yeah, 6. it's. I mean, ultimately, it, it, I'm it's, still with you in spirit. Yeah, yeah okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it still needs to be this Crypto Six. I, 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 you know, I've talked to this a little about with other people, and I think mm-hmm. it's pretty much people think. Crypto well, they six. did ruin six people's lives. I mean, that right, is absolutely right. what they uh, they've done. Even if even if Ari and I walk away with a complete not guilty, which of course would be the ideal situation yeah. after going to to a jury, uh, the, nobody's now a felon uh, federal level for the rest of his life. Uh, Renee and Andy also uh, federal felons. They've never harmed another person. There was never any victim. Uh, now now they've come out with a uh, sheet. That is publicly released, so I can say this. Uh, they've come out with a, re- a list of the victims, the quote-unquote victims it's in this pretty case. pretty funny. And it's bank after bank after credit union after credit union after bank. 
I mean, we're talking about Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, but yet they can't point to a single dollar that those banks actually yeah. lost. And, and this yeah. is funny. So basically, the the people who have been victimizing the whole world are, are, <laughs> are supposedly the, yes. the it, victims of this. The crime. hearing uh, nobody's hearing was it was it was I don't want funny is not quite the right word to use, but it was just humorous to hear the prosecution say they're not requesting damages i believe it was uh because there was no monetary loss by the victim that's right yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay yeah, so where's feelings where's the crime here yeah well that's all i have to thanks say. tj you guys have a good one. appreciate be- it man that's uh, tj the spy calling us from uh, wherever he is <laughs> all right so calling us from an undisclosed location yeah so <laughs> i'm going to disclose this location it's somewhere in shanghai this is what it might sound like tonight uh, this was recorded some number of nights ago, but we've seen more than one. And apparently the woman in that particular scream says, Give me back my freedom. That's the translation. As she's screaming out the window. This is video of uh, just nighttime. It's nighttime in Shanghai. There's a tremendous clatter of noise coming because people are banging on pots and pans since this video has come out, we've seen some footage of people actually going into the streets. So not everyone is staying inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been actually some have gone into the streets and have had, uh, you know, clashes with the police there. If only they had guns. <laughs> yeah, this is this is why America must never, ever give up give up its firearms well of course many americans voluntarily went indoors into their own homes in this case uh many of the chinese did as well uh, because they've been trained over generations to be obedient to the state but once the food starts running low people are going to change their behavior people are going to be more likely to take some risks that they otherwise wouldn't take and and so I just wanted to kind of talk about what's been going on because we did do a lengthy show on a Saturday night a couple of weeks ago where we got into like a lot of posts and information from people who are actually in Shanghai have been writing about it, uh, about how the government delivers food on a scheduled basis once a day, supposedly. Only one or two people from each apartment building are authorized to go and actually pick up the food. Then they have to deliver it to the rest of the apartment building, all while wearing full body suits, of course. Uh, there's more coming up here in moments. We'll talk more about what's happening wow. in Shanghai. It's just absolutely insane, and it's and I don't understand. Is the disease different there? No. Because nobody's dying here. No, it is still COVID, which no one's dying from. Uh, no, no healthy people, are dying, people are dying. There's more <laughs> coming up here. You can join us six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open here. You can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio here tonight, you've got Ian. Nobody. And Chris. We are talking about the latest out of Shanghai, where it is, for some people, some of the 25 million residents, something around day number 45 of lockdown. Some, wow. of them, some of them are going on day 30, depending on you know what parts of the city were locked down before others. I can't figure out what the hell the government is trying to do there. Is it just some sadistic experiment to see 
how much people will take? Well, I mean, that's basically what the last two years have been everywhere, and they're just going further than anywhere else. They have what they call a quote-unquote zero-COVID policy. Wow. So their goal is to have no COVID cases amongst the general population and to take all COVID cases and put them into quarantine centers, of which they have built many. I mean, at what cost, though? Well, I think just to provide the proper um, motivation, they should, you know, whack a couple of dozen government officials for every day that COVID continues to exist. I mean, didn't, doesn't, or I'm trying to think, does, does China still have, no, it doesn't have its uh, one trial policy. It's like, I'm just thinking, mm. like, aren't they trying to kill off their population because it's growing too fast? Well, there's Not, definitely people that are jumping off of buildings uh, yeah, and killing themselves yeah. um, because of this. It, you know, it, there is there is a fundamental cost when you prevent uh, emergency services from getting to people and you shut down to the degree that China is shutting down, you're going to have probably increase deaths even if it's not from covid speaking of emergency mm-hmm. services being prevented from getting to people uh have you guys seen the footage of the huge gates metal graded gates that have been put up around apartment buildings yes no so this something that started coming out in the last week is video of course there's all these people are in their apartments so they still have their phones and such they can lean out the window and take video of whatever it is that's going on in the streets. And so there's plenty of video of nighttime operations where these full body-suited, hazmat-suited men show up with a truck, and on the back of the truck is a huge stack of metal gates, uh, and then they, they put these things together. It's the same stuff that they were using in Ottawa, actually, during the Freedom Convoy. Oh, wow. Uh, at the end of the Freedom Convoy, when the crackdown came, yeah. when all the cops came into Ottawa from everywhere, what they did was at nighttime, they or towards the evening, they would erect these uh, metal gate great things, and they'd put their like maybe eight to ten feet tall, so usually plenty plenty taller than the average person, right? And they would move them into a street where they wanted to prevent people from coming closer to Parliament. And now we're seeing the exact same things, except in China they're green. And again, taller than the average person. They're putting them around the entrances to the apartment complexes. So I saw an image of one of these completed, right? So after they'd done, finished putting them up, there was a man who was who had come out the apartment complex door and was receiving what appears to be a COVID test from some of these suited men uh, that were outside. But he was behind this gate and kind of just, you know, saying, ah, and then the men were putting whatever it was they were putting into his mouth, uh, whatever, swab, etc. But the the gate was closed, so he could not move further than just barely beyond the front doors of this apartment complex. And they've been doing this all over the wow. city to prevent people from coming in and getting out. And so, of course, the, the question somebody asked was, well, what happens when the apartment complex catches fire? Yeah. yeah, you've literally got a gate preventing you from leaving hey, yeah. your apartment complex through the normal means. I mean, you could always jump, uh, but uh, you can't get out the normal front door. And so how do the uh, the emergency responders, presuming there are any, respond in any kind of decent ma- manner to these uh, situations? Mm-hmm. You're just going to die. So yeah. that's well, what's happening. That's 
the epitome of communism right there right all for zero covid I, you know yep. and, and and this is something i usually i well, i'm usually thinking about this i'm thinking about the, in the united states but the cost people don't understand the like numbers and often we get quoted numbers that sound outrageous but it's so out of context and this is probably another great example but it's china this time right it's what is the cost? How many people are dying, not as a result of COVID, but more people are probably dying as a result of the actions that they're taking uh, from other things, not COVID, as right. a result. Literally, people are jumping off of buildings and killing themselves because of their despondency. I'm not even thinking right. of people committing suicide. Yeah. I'm thinking of people having heart attacks, that people, too. you know, all sorts of other yeah. things that you know normally would be addressed, yeah. they but were showing, aren't being addressed and because a of, lot of, that of this here too. Uh, people who needed cancer care, they couldn't get it. Yeah, that's couldn't true. Get it. Yeah, people this... who needed minor, minor, light, minor I mean, but life saving I... surgery couldn't get it. And this just goes to to demonstrate, I think, how similar, really, you know, governments are around the world. It's mm, sure. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. it may be to a different degree in China, in degrees. but they're using the same tactics, uh, and it's hurting people. Well, their char- their their behavior is always characterized by a depraved indifference toward human life. Yeah, you sounds know? about right. When, and and people go along with it. I mean, somebody was arguing about whether January six was worse than the <laughs> Monica Lewinsky uh, uh, scandal, and and I popped in and i said huh? well you know you're talking about taking an unauthorized tour of a building versus a consensual blowjob do you <laughs> happen to remember that the united states mil- murdered a million people in iraq for yeah. nothing oh 500,000 kids dying was totally worth it yeah <laughs> yeah actually they probably killed well over a million over the years sure Don Wyland is a writer for The Economist, and I didn't think I would see this article there because generally The Economist is considered sort of part of the system. Uh, but he writes from Shanghai. He says, I never imagined living through history could be this boring. At the end of March, the Chinese government responded to an outbreak of the Omicron variant in Shanghai by embarking on the largest... And Omicron is the one who kills nobody yeah. but... Uh, and and the thing about it is, it it provides very good natural immunity. So it's like nature's vaccine. Uh, so they embarked on the largest citywide lockdown in history. Most of Shanghai's 25 million residents are shut in their homes or sleeping on the floor of their workplaces. Police cars idled down boulevards that were once bustling thoroughfares. Occasionally, buses full of masked passengers ostensibly heading to vast makeshift COVID hospitals on the outskirts of the city zip past on the motorway below. I moved to Shanghai at the beginning of March, trapped inside my hotel room. It's hard to tell what's going on in the smoggy Gostopolis. In this mass experiment, one in which government disclosures are incomplete or deceptive, any small bit of information that you can verify with your own eyes becomes vital. Monitoring the number of cars on the road or the thickness of the haze of pollution against the skyline become vital if imperfect gauges of human traffic and economic activity. A government announcement at one point claimed that nearly half the population of the city had been set free. He says this seems implausible. At the same time, the media reported that whole communities were being hauled out of Shanghai to give authorities time to, quote, sanitize, unquote, specific areas, which he says is more likely. Residents of Shanghai have been pushed into an inner world, largely playing out on smartphone screens. We'll talk about more what it's like to be someone in Shanghai who sadly apparently arrived right before the lockdown started. (laughs) Uh, There's more coming up here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. 
Insight Daily Radio, conversations with today's most interesting artists and creators. Author, humorist, and radio personality Garrison Keillor has been a fixture in popular culture since the 1970s with more than 30 best-selling books and his Prairie Home Companion radio program. And he has a new book entitled Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel. We caught up with Garrison to chat about his new book and the creative journey that continues to bring Lake Wobegon to life. You depend on luck to get to this age, and when you get to this age, you realize this is the age of gratitude. It's the predominant feeling, not regret, not remorse, not sorrow, but pure gratitude. Every day is a new day. That's author and humorist Garrison Keillor, whose new book, Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel, has just been released and is now available wherever books are sold. See Garrison Keillor live on stage May 2nd at Red Rocks Amphitheater. Keillor will be joined by iconic artists, including country music star Brad Paisley, soprano Ellie Dean, Elvin Bishop's Big Fun Trio, vocalist Heather Massey, and many more. Enjoy a live show filled with Lake Wobegon stories, humor, music, and audience sing-alongs. Red Rocks Amphitheater, May 2nd. Reserve your seat today. It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I will share on our social media site, social.freetalklive.com, to the at FTL uh, profile, the link to a very, very busy Twitter page. It is called Northrop Gundam. And the uh, the at handle for that person is at Gundam Northrup, but I'll I'll go ahead and share a link over there in a little bit so you can see it for yourself. This guy just keeps on all day long retweeting various different videos that are allegedly taken in the streets of uh, Shanghai of uh, different things. In most cases, horrible things that are going on. Uh, one example is uh, just shared a few a couple hours ago a 30 second video of uh, Chinese agents that have forced a woman onto the ground to pry her mouth open Ugh. and force her to take a covid test cuz if you aren't aware of this uh, the residents are expected to test for covid every single day while they are on lockdown and so this woman apparently did not want to test uh, today, so they went ahead and forced her onto the ground and made her take the test. And then wow. uh, just below that, there's another video of yet another person jumping out of a window to uh, to their death. These things just keep on coming uh, because people, as you might imagine, as we predicted back in 2020, the number of suicides in the United States, we predicted we're going to go up because people are oh, yeah. social animals and they want to be with people and keeping them away from people is going to drive them crazy. Yeah. And so, and, and I, you know, and it's interesting because I, I originally thought like, there's no way that we could stay locked down sort of, I mean, and I guess we didn't really, but not here in Keene. We yeah. Were partying. But yeah. <laughs> to some degree, you know, a lot of places did stay locked down. And one of the things that the first thing I think I think of is, you know, in such a situation, well, how long can you really stay locked down for? Right. People are not going to be able to stay locked down for, you know, 
really long periods of time. Yeah, this is a, um, this is the longest right now as far as a citywide yeah, lockdown is concerned. Yeah. Because in most places, lockdown still meant you could go grocery shopping. Right, right. right. Uh, I, I mean, mm-hmm. here in, like you pointed out, here in Keene, we went out and we threw a party the first night they had the stay-at-home <laughs> order, and then we went, we had them every single yeah, week it, after that. New Hampshire was interesting because even during like a two-month period where we were locked down in quotes, it was every like almost every single business was part of a list of exemption exempted businesses there were also a ton of loopholes in the quote-unquote yeah. stay-at-home order in fact that's why they didn't even call it a lockdown it was called stay at home and that was it right, right so it was right. more of a recommendation than than anything else the, the amazing thing about it with the uh with the chinese it's like how stupid must that government be? Because even if they eliminated COVID completely mm-hmm. within their borders, it still exists in the world. <laughs> It'll be back the next right. day. Somebody's going to fly in. Yeah, yep. I have it. Uh, it is. Well, that's the thing. It comes back to your other question. Nobody is. This isn't so much stupidity as it is a total authoritarian experiment. Right. <sighs> they, they have. This is so insane. They have facilities that they have built simply for quarantining people that are humongous they're putting them into like uh convention centers there was if images i saw today taken from the outside of a building where it's nighttime and so all the lights are on inside and you can see inside and it's floor after floor after floor after floor after floor of people in cots right just like just little spaces imagine like a smaller than a jail cell kind of space for themselves where there's cots and they're just living in this office building that is a quarantine center and it's just absolutely insane and then there was another one where people are in tents they take they've taken tents and they've put them on pavement on a closed bridge and they're forcing people to live outdoors under the bridge no on top of the on bridge. On top of the bridge? A closed bridge. It's worse than under the bridge. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Rain, it's raining on these people. Oh, and, wow. Uh, and there's like one porta potty oh, for God knows how many people to share. Wow. Because this is obviously the best way to deal with <laughs> to sick people. COVID. I mean, and yeah, this no. just goes to beg the question <laughs> of what other kinds of diseases are going to result in those types mm. of conditions. I mean, people don't. I mean, we don't remember. Oh, if you don't die of COVID, it doesn't matter. Dying of anything right. else is fine. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, we don't remember. The but science is settled. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't remember this, like because we've lived in like a first world country, you know, all of us, but and probably most of our listeners. But there used to be a time, and there still is to some degree, of uh, different diseases spreading around, especially in certain parts of the world that mm, the living conditions aren't as good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you force people in a city like Shenzhen, which living conditions are not. Is that the Shenzhen same as Shanghai? Or Shanghai? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm saying. I'm sorry. I'm saying it wrong. Uh, yeah, it, uh, the city we're talking about. Here. They are locking down other areas of China, by the way. It's not just Shanghai, but that's yeah. where it all started. Right. So, but when you when you're talking about a city with modern facilities and mm-hmm. to, to some degree, even China's pretty modern. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, we're not talking about you know like rural China, right? right? So we're talking about modern facilities. But if you start taking away those modern facilities, which is what you're doing here, you're going to start to see other diseases crop up yep. and spread because of contamination from you know porta potties that maybe aren't being cleaned and properly and you know all sorts of other into a closer confinement closer, than they otherwise right. would be closer right now confinement. in these. Uh, 
uh, ch- uh, these right. quarantines. So centers. you're going to end up having situations mm. where, okay, yes, uh, these people are separated and maybe they're not spreading their COVID. I'm presuming they're, they're doing this to people who are, have tested positive for COVID. That's correct. But those people who have tested positive for COVID and are now in these cramped conditions are going to end up passing other, other diseases back and forth. And yep. that's going to kill people. Mm. Across Chinese social media, this is from the... Uh, economist story about a guy who lives in shanghai has been there for the last two months he says the story of the lockdown has been typed out in a kind of disappearing digital ink people take to their phones and computers to rant about food shortages or medical disasters or to post footage of large protests only to see their complaints scrubbed from the internet by china's army of censors Hmm. For a time, the word Shanghai became unsearchable, as if the Communist Party was pretending the city didn't exist as long as it was rife with COVID. It's an uncity. The the loudest protests have found new life in memes and cryptic slogans before being washed away in another wave of, quote, harmonization. It doesn't mean anything unless government officials die, is is what I'm really starting to think about this. You, You have to make them hurt. Or or you haven't done anything. I uh, I understand where you're coming from. I of course don't think violence is uh, is the solution, but certainly well, violence mass- is the is the problem. Yeah, and there's no is. way to answer this violence except with violence. I disagree. I think that uh, I, I think that mass civil disobedience, mass non-cooperation, mass civil disobedience will bring mass beatings unless you defend yourself from those beatings with violence. There's there's no other way around it. Do you think the Chinese won't kill those people if they go out in the street? They absolutely I mean, will. So the only answer is violence. There's a, there's I think there's something to be said about defensive violence. Uh, nobody, but I certainly would not be proposing. It is defensive. Propos- I'm proposing defensive violence. Sometimes I'm saying it's about time these people defended themselves. Yep. Yeah, defended <laughs> their lives. It's hard to it's hard it's hard to disagree with you, but uh, from yeah. a moral perspective, they're being murdered. Their lives are being stolen from them. They need to start killing people. Yeah, from from a moral perspective, you're not wrong. You do have absolutely have the right to use violence in self defense, and uh, there's a strong argument that this mm-hmm. is a this is a time. And for there's that. nobody, but not gonna... a single person, working for the Chinese government who does not deserve to die. Well, again, I, my position on this one is that you are still going to be put to death if you resist. But at least you violence. can take some of the scum with you. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the take situations. Them, send them to hell. This is one of the situations where I feel that even if you have a moral. A, a moral prerogative to defend yourself using violence, it's still not necessarily the best strategy. It's better than jumping off a building. I, I, and I'm At with you. At least I'm, I'm with you, you on get that, to take but... some garbage with you when you die. I mean, if it's going to be targeted against the government, you know, that's using violence against you, I mean, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to disagree with that. The but... number here is 603-283-6160. The question is, what is going to inspire other people to stand up, whether peacefully or not? Yeah. Because most people are just doing what they're told. Phones are open here. You can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian Nobody and Chris in the studio tonight. 
And you can join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. Social.freetalklive.com is our Mastodon instance. I just posted the link to the Northrop Gundam, uh, Gundam, I think, Northrop Gundam profile on Twitter where you can see a lot of the most just insane videos coming out of Shanghai during this now month and a half long lockdown that was originally supposed to last five days, mind you. Uh, now 45 days, according to some in the Just city. Just two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah, and, <laughs> and we're going to get back to more of the description from somebody who's actually there, who's living this insanity. Uh, but first, we go to Major Payne calling from Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Uh, good evening. Thank you. Um, as far as the last hoorah you guys were having, I think I got to agree with Chris. The ancestry that survived before us ran toward the sound of the guns if you run away from them you're just going to be slaughtered and captured and your children and wives sold into captivity that's the way history runs you said you agree with chris i'm pretty sure you were saying you agree with nobody yeah yeah i I was the one having a fit all right (laughs) i was a little bit i was a little bit uh more uh (laughs) uh, not sure that's the the strategy (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's one thing it's you know it would just be easy of a moral mm, you know, it's it, you're you're in the morally correct uh, position. Doesn't necessarily mean it's it's the it's it's the best solution. Um, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it this is one of these situations where it's like I'm not sure that it's gonna help the situation. But at the same time, it's hard to argue somebody who's going to kill themselves not to take out mm-hmm. others who are the oppressor. Yeah, committing I, others who are oppressing them. I don't see any others, other end game. Uh, what else, Major? Well, what else you want to say? Well, as far as far as the Chinese go, you you guys or Taiwan or Shanghai and whatnot, Shanghai ancient was a, a word for like if you'd got snatched and thrown onto a vessel. That's right. Been Shanghai. Yeah, been Shanghai. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but uh, you remember a couple three weeks ago, you guys were talking about this when it first started dropping off groceries and stuff rotting in the streets, right. and dog packs and killing the dogs and all this stuff. And yep. I told you that the Chinese were going out and buying little fake grass mats to try to teach their dogs to go pooty on. And uh, they were killing them anyway. But uh, it reminded me of a movie from back in the 70s. There was a, you know, in, in a tough Part of town, there was a little wimpy kid going to school, and there was a big bully kid that was hooraing him real bad. And he shows up at his house one day, and he says, "You come out, you fight me." He says, "You don't come out and fight me, I'm going to eat your dog." And it reminds me of this attack on the the meat packing plants going on here. You know, there's two of them have had planes fly into them. But the good news is from the A&H News Network that uh, the pork processing plant in Washington is still functioning properly. (laughs) (laughs) You mean D.C. Thanks for the call tonight, Major. I appreciate it. Yeah, that is a weird story. I saw Tucker Carlson cover that. Yeah, we talked about it twice already this week, the, uh, the processing plants that have taken fire uh, we're, it's not real clear as to whether or not they're actually catching on fire more often than they would normally, um, mm. but it's it is interesting. There's been a whole string of them. It's it it makes me wonder if somebody is trying to shut down parts of the supply chain, and if so, why? 
So yeah. uh, I want to get back into what's happening in Shanghai. This is from The Economist. He says, uh, he's talking about how the Communist Party but is... don't worry, by the way, the Chinese government says all of this is just disinformation. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the he's talking about how they're they're basically cleaning the internet of references to Shanghai. He says the loudest protests have found new life in memes and cryptic slogans before being washed away in another wave of quote harmonization unquote, which is local internet slang for the government's erasure of dissent. Shanghai residents are capturing the humor and horror of this experience in their own way. Start with the basics of survival: procuring food. Chinese shopping apps have a function called group buying, which in normal times mean people can club together and save money by buying in bulk. In the chaos of the lockdown, however, this has become one of the only ways to receive a delivery of vegetables or meat. For anyone wondering what a techno-dystopian future might look like, this may offer a clue. Scoring meals can mean hours of monitoring your phone with tens of thousands of people trying to purchase the same small quantity of goods at any one time. Quick typing, fervent refreshing, and repeated pressing of buy buttons are essential. Digital bread lines form, with many ending up empty-handed as supplies run out in seconds. And then, as we learned from another individual uh, a couple of weeks ago when we covered this uh, back then, he was saying that the government will only let the two people out from every apartment building to pick up the day's supplies that are delivered to a specific location. They have checkpoints set up mm. all over the place. So the supplies will be delivered to your nearest checkpoint. You, if you're one of the two people in the apartment complex who has volunteered for this position, you then go to this checkpoint, but only between two hours in every single day. So if you're two hours out, are from 3 to 5 p.m. in the afternoon, and the meat that was ordered was delivered at 8 in the morning, and it's 80 degrees outside all oh, day. Wow. What do you think that's going to do to your meat delivery? Yikes. So even if you can get the meat delivered to you, doesn't mean that it actually gets to you in an edible form because of the government. Wow. He says here in online shopping lingo, the organizer of a group buying circle is called a tuanzang. The word has taken on a new meaning among Chinese netizens after an anecdote about Shanghai's top Communist Party chief, Li Kang, was shared online. Speaking to locals during the lockdown, the politician was allegedly confused about group buying and wondered aloud what a Zhuangzang did. The term is now used in a tongue-in-cheek way to mock how out of touch the Communist Party is with regular folks. Chinese state media has heralded the Shanghai lockdown as trailblazing. It often marvels at the technological wonders of drones and robotic dogs that blast messages over loudspeakers to the city's captives. As officials congratulated themselves on their handling of the response, a video shared online showed a drone telling residents to, quote, suppress your soul's urges for freedom. Did you guys see that one? Yeah. Uh. And we can't understand it because it's in Chinese, but that was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they had subtitles. Where Chinese that thing was, is Greek to me. That thing was flying around. Uh, but then this was at the time when people were shouting out their windows yep. and were very, very upset. But public anger at the government seems to be mounting. Videos circulating online showed elderly, About time. showed elderly people behind gates begging for food. Men in goggles and white hazmat suits are seen beating people who have not complied with the rules. Some people now refer to these lockdown enforcers as biowebing, or white guards, a play on the red guards who terrorized China during the Cultural Revolution in the 1960s. 
And if I if I recall correctly, it's the same government. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, they've changed the the head out. I'm no, sure. Uh, isn't it? Isn't it like some of the head people? Aren't they the same? That was since 1965. I don't think so. I don't the, think so. Uh, the guy who's running it now is it's the Winnie the Pooh looking guy. Yeah, he yeah, would have been a child. I, in I thought the he 60s. had somehow taken part in that or something. I don't know. I, I maybe I don't know. No, about I don't. You're know. talking about 50 years ago. Yeah, I know. It's that's what I mean. It's really it was shocking to me when I heard about it. I mean, they may have some very elderly people that are still there, but most of them are probably retired, dead. By yeah, now. yeah. Maybe. I'm not saying most of them. I'm saying like there are some there people at the very be. top. Sure. Yeah. There, there probably are because there's a lot of old people in power in Everywhere. China. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the president, I think, is is uh, is not that it, old. It, it might. It might. It might be. I'm mistaken, and I'm, what I'm thinking of is. The guy's still alive. You might be thinking of Joe Biden. No, he's in no, his no, 80s. No, no, no. I, it might be that I'm thinking. And he was oppressing people. The guy, the, the guy who did the, um, you know, all the food store shortages and you know people dying off. Uh, Talk about North Korea. No, Mao. No, no. Mao. Yeah, Mao. I'm probably thinking of Mao or somebody. He's Mao was in gone. the 1930s. Yeah, I think. No, Mao is Mao the guy. What's the Chinese dude, man? There's there's a Chinese. There's guy. a bunch of Chinese tyrants, uh, man. There's a lot know. of Chinese people. He like planned like the. You're have to look this he one up. planned the whole like you're, you're killing all people through we like to... like food shortages and things. Yeah, and... you're gonna have to look it up, or somebody's yeah, gonna have to call in to, yeah. to save you on this one because so, we don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, parcels of vegetables arrive unexpectedly at my door. Some are government handouts in big styrofoam crates. Others are ones I've managed to order. Many are already rotten by the time that they reach me. One package was infested with moths that fluttered around the lamps in my room for days. The sulfurous odor of rotting cabbage has become familiar. It's an apt metaphor for the city's predicament. The slang phrase bailan or left to rot has become common on social media. The implication is that this sophisticated metropolis has fallen into the wrong hands and stopped functioning. It's fallen into the hands of the government, and that's always the wrong hand. And the people let it happen. The number is 603-283-6160, because if all they'd done was refuse to go inside, no amount of men in suits would be able to do anything about it. We're talking about 25 million people here. (laughs) There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live, Hour 3, on the way. More about Shanghai coming up. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In Shanghai, China, they're on something like day number 45 of a total lockdown. Don't you envy the people living in that communist workers' paradise? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, no, it sounds absolutely like uh, a hellscape. You've literally got people jumping out of windows off of the top of uh, their apartments to kill themselves in frustration, presumably because it's difficult to get food. They have no human contact of which to speak. Uh, it is just absolutely horrifying to be kept in your apartment and prevented from leaving. You've been, uh, they've erected gates out in front of apartment complexes to prevent people who might get the idea that they want to go for a walk or somehow get out of their house because they're going crazy from actually leaving. So they've literally turned these apartment buildings into prisons. I saw another uh, clip of uh, from the uh, Northrop Gundam Twitter account 
where he's just retweeting all kinds of crazy videos. And usually the videos out of China are very short, which is curious because it's like they're trying to bypass, you know, some sort of restriction on data. We were talking about how they're they're locking down. We know they've got the great Chinese wall, right? Like the internet wall. The great firewall of China. So most of the Chinese videos that I'm seeing out there are not any longer than 15 maybe 20 seconds if you find one that's longer than 30 seconds or or a minute i mean it's it's rare and it makes me wonder if they're keeping their videos purposely short so they can send them out via whatever transfer methods without getting flagged as a potential video right because videos are usually very large in file size if they're Mm -hmm. you know any decent amount of time uh and so just some of the little clips these 15 second clips are just absolutely horrifying one was a example of uh the innovative methods they're using to, I'm putting quotes around that, air quotes, uh, to keep people inside their homes where Chinese agents in full body, uh, you know, hazmat suits with drills are going and drilling holes into concrete outside of somebody's front door or outside of an apartment building door and then sticking uh, metal rods down into that uh, that hole so to prevent, and they do it right next to the opening of the door, so therefore the door is prevented from being able to open by hitting a metal rod that's sticking into concrete outside. It makes it very, very difficult mm. uh, to bust that door open from the inside. And then, mm. of course, you add to that the fact they're putting up metal gates around uh, these building entrances just to keep people in in what is called a zero-COVID policy. It's absolutely insane. It's also zero-freedom we're sharing with you a uh, editorial piece here, I guess an opinion piece from somebody who's actually in Shanghai. His name is Don Weiland, or sorry, Weinland, W-E-I-N-L-A-N-D. He's writing for The Economist in an uh, article titled, Lockdown in Shanghai, I've Caught a Glimpse of Our Techno-Dystopian Future, Rotting Cabbage, Digital Breadlines, and Bossy Drones. And I wanted to just continue here where he's talking about how frequently when he is able to get food delivered to his home a lot of it is already rotting he had moths come out of one package that fluttered around his uh, room for days and he says that uh, when the lockdown was announced millions of people had just hours to prepare it was launched without considering how the elderly or disabled would pass the weeks in isolation, where cancer and diabetes patients would receive life-saving medication and treatment, or how long it would take pregnant women to get to the hospital. Tens of thousands of businesses were closed without thinking about how employees would get through the month without a paycheck, or how company owners could pay the rent. Countless residents struggled to find basic provisions, such as cabbage and pork loins, rotted on the shelves." Uh, fewer were still prepared to be carted off to the mass quarantine facilities that are masquerading as hospitals. Many people have died as a result of not being able to access medical treatment for conditions other than COVID. But avoiding COVID deaths has been the only thing that mattered to officials. And you guys were speculating on that in the last yeah. hour. And that's absolutely the case. Yeah. If you don't die of COVID, it's okay. Yeah. There was early a couple weeks ago when we talked about Shanghai in detail at that time, there were video clips of there was one guy, an elderly man lying outside his apartment complex. They hadn't put up the gates yet. Right. The Mm. gates came in the last last week or so. They had tried to take him to different hospitals where he was refused. They would not let this man in. I don't know what his condition was, but it wasn't good. He was laying down. He could not yeah, get up. This happened in the United States, actually, too. 
Right, where people couldn't yeah. get into the hospital for yeah, quote-unquote elective surgeries. Refused. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know if it was just elective sur- surgeries, but other other medical needs that needed to be addressed. Or if you could get in, your, fer- uh, your family couldn't come with you to a- accompany you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That was definitely true. The Communist Party sees this single-mindedness as a quality that allows it to blast through obstacles in its path. But it has also rendered politicians strikingly unaware of how sentiment in the city has shifted in recent weeks. In a letter to guests, a hotel in my district boldly remarked, quote, COVID is not the thing we're afraid of. It's government policy, unquote. Truth. For some of the hotel's older staff, the situation has sparked painful memories. I spoke to an employee in his early 60s who's been living in the hotel for weeks away from his wife. Normally a cheerful man, when asked about the lockdown, he only mumbles under his breath that they, the party, don't care how average people live. The lockdown has or not... whether they live. Indeed. The lockdown has not been without humor. Shanghai residents joke that the world has lain flat or given up on controlling COVID and let it run wild. They, too, would like to lie flat, but China's central government has forced them instead to do sit-ups in its attempt to achieve zero COVID. Tensions between Shanghai... Do sit-ups help with COVID? <laughs> it's an analogy. Oh, okay. Uh, t- tensions b- between Shanghai and other parts of China have existed for ages. The Shanghainese fancy themselves more cosmopolitan and sophisticated than folk from other cities. Many of them feel that Shanghai has been marauded by outsiders who cannot understand their language or culture. The lockdown appears to have breathed new life into localist sentiment. In December, an official from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Zhao Lijian, told foreign reporters they could go chuckle to themselves, or Tao Zele, for being able to live comfortably in China during the pandemic. During the lockdown, a photo of a Shanghai resident with a picture of Zhao and the chuckle quote taped to his back has been shared widely on social media. The phrase, which along with Zhao's name, also became unsearchable on Chinese social media for a time, now serves as a riposte to the distorted vision of the country the Chinese government presents to the world. Locals have been hard at work creating a counter-narrative. A Shanghai-based rapper called Astro posted a song called New Slave on YouTube with frank lyrics about what's happening in the city. He notes that, quote, those in uniform care only about their careers and don't give an S about life or dignity, unquote. That's true of uniforms everywhere. Wouldn't surprise me if he got uh, snatched away one of these nights. No, they like to harvest the organs of dissidents. On the evening of April 22nd, a video cataloging many of the government's lies and missteps over the past few weeks was shared so widely across Chinese social media that for a short period of time, censors appeared unable to keep up. The government is cracking down on dissenters. People who post unfavorable commentary on Twitter are visited by police. Signs in COVID camps warn patients that posting images of their surroundings on social media could violate the law. But through the perpetual haze of China's ease or case of long COVID, a crisper image of the Shanghai lockdown is starting to emerge. And boy, is it ugly. Mm. So that's just a little peek into the life of what it's like being in Shanghai right now where people, 25 million people, are being locked down with no end in sight. The government is saying they will not let people out of their homes until zero COVID is reached. That will never happen. That's <laughs> exactly right. So permanent imprisonment or life imprisonment might be yeah, a, kind until of you a, kill yourself. Yeah, basically. Or until some sort of revolution uh, starts. 
And there yeah. have been little little smatterings of it here and there, apparently, at least according to some of the videos that have been released, with uh, people protesting in the streets, and and not enough agents are there to stop them. So, I mean, all it takes is people being willing to leave their homes, but of course now they've got to deal with the metal walls that have been erected around their apartment complexes in order to even do that. So the longer they've waited, the more imprisoned that they have become. It's not going to get easier. Now's the time to move. This is why we went out the very same night the stay-at-home order went into place and continued to go out week after week after week uh, here in New Hampshire. There's more coming up in moments. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160 here tonight. We've got Ian. Nobody. And Chris. You can join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features over there. Coming up, we'll get into the EU, European Union, and some of the more uh, crackdowns they're doing in the world of the Internet. Uh, That's on the way. Of course, it pales in comparison to physically housing people in insane quarantine camps. I just showed you guys the photos uh, that I was referring to earlier. I didn't have them in front of me earlier, but I think I also uh, just shared those out on our social media. Yeah, so if you want to see this, go to social.freetalklive.com and make sure you follow the FTL Free Talk Live profile there. These buildings that appear to be new construction. Uh, I mean, because we're looking yeah, into... Yeah, definitely new construction. Yeah, we're looking Newer. into these buildings here, and it doesn't look like they've just taken over some office complexes. It, it doesn't look like these, these, what appear to be completely empty floors with no real uh, identifying marks, except for the fact that they're full of cots mm. and people... That doesn't seem like they had any previous life, right? Like these buildings don't seem like they were taken over from, uh, you know, Mitsubishi or something like that. Yeah. That was just there doing business. It looks like these are quarantine facilities and really creepy stuff. Mm. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's almost so. It, it looks almost fake. It's real. It looks almost fake. It looks like yeah. it was almost mocked mm. up. For some, uh, you know, some some purpose, uh, some political propaganda or something. Yeah. No, this is this is really uh, really happening. There, these aren't the only images of quarantine facilities. There are others that are not in high rises. I mean, these are these are maybe twenty story buildings or something yeah. like that. But there's others where they're very flat, uh, like convention centers with a bunch of beds in them. Others where there's like these these housing units that have been built outdoors yep. with two floors. And uh, I saw one one uh, piece of footage with one of these outdoor housing units, and there was a truck that came along with supplies, and a huge crowd of people followed this truck. There was almost no Chinese agents in the vicinity, and they swarmed this truck. It was like a supply, like food was on this truck, and these <laughs> people are so hungry. They swarmed this truck, and the the whole truck was offloaded of every single box within seconds. Uh, so, I mean, this is a, just an absolutely insane situation. Let's go to Sarah. She's in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. And Sarah identifies as a communist. And so, Sarah, you've been listening. Uh, I know normally you don't listen to the show, but you've been on hold at least for the last 
uh, 15 minutes or so as we've been discussing the lockdown in Shanghai. And I just want to see if if you're on board, if you think the Shanghai government is doing the right thing. Communism at work. Well, I don't know. I guess they're doing the best they can. I, I don't know if it's just because it's uh, the communist-ism. Uh, I don't think, um, you know, like we're not doing so well right now either. And there's, there, we've been through a great depression. A lot of that economic under capitalism. So, yeah. <laughs> so you, <laughs> when did we have free markets? When exactly was that? Yeah. Was it when uh, FDR stole all the gold? Was that a free market? Mm. You know, 70% tax rates? Was that free market? I do not understand what you're talking about. She can't I, even I, fathom what a free market is. She does not understand the words coming out of your mouth. Well, I, I, don't, I really don't think they're just, it's not about communism. It's They're just dealing with a coronavirus the best the way they can. And I'm sure they're going through. How is locking up right sick, sick people the best you can do? You know, not that these people even seem to be particularly sick. They're sick of being locked up. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, it's a cold. Why not just let people catch a cold and then get better? Well, I mean, why are people wearing masks in San Francisco and L.A.? They're forced because to they're wear idiots. masks here. <laughs> well, it's, it's capitalism. They don't have much freedom either. Wait, where is, wait, how wait, is that, where is their capitalism? What does this have to do with capitalism? Capitalism is free markets. Well, we don't have freedom. That? Yeah, that's not capitalism. We have they more have freedom, freedom than the Chinese, either. but everybody has more ch- more freedom than the Chinese. But more freedom doesn't mean that it's complete freedom. Or the, or the, or the, otherwise, they would not wear any masks because they're be, being forced to in L.A. County, and, and mm. the, it's mandatory now. Yeah, you know what I mean? forced by the government. It? That makes it a socialist program. Okay. Capitalism is when people are free to make their own choices. Socialism is when choices are forced on you by the government. Yeah, for the safety of the public. Yeah, and how is it keeping anybody safe? Masks don't work. They don't do any good. Especially not these masks. Anyway, I called in about... Oh, she wants to change the topic. She can't (laughs) handle an actual discussion about communism, the very thing that she calls in to frequently proclaim as the savior for all mankind. Well, I mean, you you admit that we got socialism, communism in America. So why are you saying the word any different or better than communism in China? I'm not saying that, well, I mean, why are we better than than China? Well, obviously, we don't have 25 million people locked up for nothing, but uh, so that makes us better than China, but we're certainly not free here. The reason we have poverty (laughs) is because we have socialism. We're we're talking about a a matter of degrees here, right? I mean, just because, you know, China... China is worse doesn't mean we're not also, you know, it's bad here, too. Yeah. yeah. Any place you have a government, you're not free. Well, I mean, we live in an imperfect world. But this is planet Earth. It's almost like hell here. But you support this. I just want to clarify. You support what the Chinese government is doing, locking people down 24 hours a day. No way they can leave their apartments. 
No, no crying. No, no, I, can, I cannot make a clear. I'm not running the country. I'm not living over there. I don't know how it was a bad crisis. I, that's a, con, that's a, a cowardly not, excuse to Sa- may have an opinion, Sarah. Sa- Sarah, I have a question for you. Have you left your house in the last 45 days? Yes, I did. Doesn't but that isn't that contradictory that, to like what you're what you're supporting? Well, she's not taking a position. She's avoiding the question. She's avoiding. This she's true. She's saying no, they're doing what they have to do, but not okay. saying she supports it. Okay, <laughs> why does everything have to be yes or no, black and white? Things in life are not a black, complete black or white. Okay, oh. I'm. I do not know. I don't have proper knowledge. They're dealing the COVID virus in China, where it's expand to the best of their knowledge. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just but a it's, coward. It's a coward, uh, coward's excuse to say, oh, well, the government knows best, so I'll just, I'll just say they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. No, they clearly they don't. must know what they're doing. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. Uh, I don't think you would be wanting to stay at home in your trailer uh, for, as you pointed out, Chris, 45 days, let alone an entire, let alone a week. Yeah. Like one week would be insane for a lot of people. I mean, we've been in jail before, nobody, and we can see what happens for somebody on an overnight. Like, if you're there, you hear people come in there banging on the doors. They do not want to be kept against their will. It is something that is anathema to the human being. Freedom is what the human soul craves. Which is exactly why the Chinese... The monster soul which craves power over others. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Thank you to Brian Lapla, who is a Free Talk Live supporter via our AMPS program. AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. And Brian is contributing at least 10 bucks a month. He's at gold level, which really appreciate the support over there. At amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. And you get some cool benefits for doing that. We definitely appreciate the help. Thank you, Brian. And thank you to the over 80 people who support us via that Patreon. Once again, it's amps.freetalklive.com. With you tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Chris. We're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts. Uh, Just, again, scrolling through some of these insane posts from the uh, Northrop Gundam Twitter profile, you go back earlier today, there's an image from, wait, I don't even know where this one was taken. It's somewhere in China. A groundbreaking invention from China, a confession booth, not with a priest, but connected straight to the Communist Party central system with a webcam. And it says on the booth, confession to Communist Party. And it's like a large phone booth where you can go and sit down and there's a, a like a, a touch screen there and then a camera. And I guess you can just tell them what you've done. And Who wait needs for a God when I mean, you've got a government? I, yeah. Why would anybody do this? Again, it's a religion. Does it give you immunity or something? Probably like, not. What's the, what's, the, what's the incentive to like... Snitch on yourself? Snitch on yourself. Yeah. It's like he points out, it's a it's a religion. I mean, these people, you know, they may believe they've done wrong and they're harboring in their hearts the you truth know, <laughs> of what they've done and they must let the Communist Party know. This this kind of reminds me, though, when when people get questioned by police and they confess everything. Yeah. And it's like, why? Like, what? Like, what? What is they've going through your head? They've been trained. They've been programmed. To do this stuff. Let's go to Dimitri. He's on the line in Tennessee listening to WGOW in Chattanooga. Go ahead, Dimitri. 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, do me a favor, put a bookmark in the freedom is, uh, you know, the or, uh, imprisonment is an esteem, uh, anathema to the human condition uh, for a second, because I have something to say about that, too. But sure. no. So about about the, the China thing, they were talking about the neighborhoods. I couldn't believe what I was hearing about the uh, denial uh, about what's going on right now in front of everybody's eyes in China from uh, from whoever was on the phone earlier. It's it's I mean, uh, there's a lot going on right now, but the way it works with the Shanghai lockdown is they uh, apparently this is what you know I follow a lot of China news and stuff like actually actual uh, stuff from there or from around you know uh, NCD China Observer stuff like that. But uh, uh, anyways, they they first did neighborhood by neighborhood, so they mm-hmm. would take a small neighborhood and uh, they said they were on lockdown, going temporarily on lockdown, and then uh, then uh, you know it was a temporary blah blah blah. It became 15 days. It became uh, it became an indefinite thing, and then uh, next neighborhood happened. So it was kind of like a salami slicing thing, kind of how they take territory in a way. Right. They just did it slow by slow. Uh, you know, because Shanghai's huge. It's like 25 million 25 million people. Correct. City. It's like a mega city. So anyway. Yeah, I mean, people are literally, literally starving to death. When it's gotten so bad, when people, you know, dissidents have their organs harvested, when it's gotten so bad that they're leaking all of this stuff and just and even talking about it and even protesting, you know it's really bad and legit. And you can see so many families, like, su- people suffering, people screaming from the windows, literal, like, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's, you know, there's some uh, footage out there of what shows to be, you know, appears to be, Somebody that died because they, you know, because they're uh, what's it called? They were had diabetes or something like that, and they, um, they uh, what's it called? They couldn't get any medicine or anything because they, because they couldn't go out. So at first, when they locked down, like you know, neighborhood by neighborhood, they would allow one member of the family to leave at once a week That's for right. food. That's what they were doing at the beginning. It wasn't that big of a deal. And then, then suddenly, they completely stopped allowing people to do that at all. And they have, I mean, China has a great, if, if anything, they do like, you know, uh, distribution like better than anybody. They're really good at it. They have a Not great when the government's in charge of it. But, well, yeah, yeah, right. No, exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> no, the only reason they have any money is not, it's because the government allowed them to make money. That's right. It allowed them to have capital. That's literally the only reason they have any money. And the reason that's right. The, that's the reason why China's that. standard of living has gone up significantly in the last few decades was because there was a loosening uh, and a more of allowing situation for people to go into business there, even though the government's still involved at some level. And and Chris, I know that you've yeah, got Chinese suppliers for Think Penguin. Yes. Maybe you know a little bit more I, about. I this. do actually. Um, so I've I've been trying to communicate with factories in China, and mm-hmm. I've had trouble. Um, and it, so, so most of them are in like Shenzhen, not Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ch- Shenzhen has also been shut down. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, I guess they've let up a bit, but it's still basically shut down, I guess, or something to that effect. Um, and yeah, I haven't, I've, it's been about a month, I think. And I've not, even now I'm still not having, I'm having issues with like getting responses. Um, from from uh, f- from factories that so, because I want to place orders with the factory and have stuff manufactured and they're just uh, I'm just not getting any responses. Do, do you know uh, what percentage of these factories is actually owned by the Chinese Communist Party? I don't. Um, I've always been curious about that because I've always heard Chinese, that they have some involvement. Yeah. So in every company, I, okay. So well, there is. Um, well, I know fifty. Thing, Dimitri, okay. go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I was going to say, so since, well, actually, since so Deng Xiaoping was the one who allowed them to start, you know, having capitalism and doing things like that, mm-hmm. and uh, since Xi Jinping literally now, like, state was, you know, they had the kind of... LRN.FM. On the radio, I, I do want to put you on hold here because you are, you know, you do know a lot about the topic, so I want to make sure we can get you on to finish that thought. 
Uh, we can give you a second crack here. Uh, Demetri, just remember you are on broadcast radio, so please don't do that again. Uh, what were you right, saying right, there? Sorry about you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Sorry. No, I, w- I was going to say, so yeah, um, it, it was like a, it was a loose hold. They had it, but they had the, you know, the option to do it whenever, like any government does, to take over. And eventually mm-hmm. Xi Jinping came to power, and since he's been in power, he's been totally taking everything over, like, mm-hmm. like, like, crazy, like no other. The last couple of years, actually, in fact, you know, he, uh, recently, and, and, you know, it was through the uh, anti-corruption campaign that was actually only, it was actually just taking, taking, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Attacking his political rivals, like in the in the Jean Demin camp. Uh, but uh, sorry, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. I'm so sorry. you're saying, just to clarify, you're saying the previous president everything totally what's it called? Nationalized again. So the previous president opened things up. People were able to, people were able to start businesses, and then the current guy Xi Jinping comes in and he starts nationalizing businesses and taking them over. Yes, and taking total control. And now it's gotten to the point where they're literally they're literally. Um, they're they're having starting a culture of like you know how the Alibaba guy what's his name uh, I forget Jack his name Ma. he got yeah Jack Ma he got you know kidnapped by him right he got disappeared for a little bit he came out and he said he was fine he was in talks with him and now he's sp- spending a ton of money to the government and he's given up ownership uh, mm. uh, of uh, of everything basically uh, to the government now yeah I have and, to say uh, I was wondering what you were talking about there yeah. with yeah. the with the nationalization yeah. thing. You said, sorry, what were you saying? I was a little confused about what you were talking about with the nationalization thing, uh, because there's definitely so, been a crackdown. Saying, yes, yeah, it was, you know, it was both. It, it started as, as like, he, they've been, he's been taking more control of companies and stuff, and now, yeah. he's literally, he's, he's, having, he's having wealthy elites now uh, pay more money and start this uh, thing of coming out and talking on video. We need to give more, more money and help the others around us more and blah, blah, blah. And he's literally, you know, he's coming for their money now, too. Like he's allowed a lot government. of freedom and a lot of power to a lot of people, and since Xi Jinping has come in, that's also you know everything's ramped up. Literally, I mean, Zhang Zemin really started the organ harvesting thing against the you know Falun Gong um, in the uh, what's it called in the nineties or early uh, late eighties, early nineties. I forget. Uh, but it's um, yeah, anyways. It yeah, does sound like you follow this pretty closely. Do you have uh, relatives over there? What is your? I'm just why? Why do you have the interest? Just curious. I, I, I obsessively follow a lot of China news and politics for years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's it's so absolutely mega important for us, and especially in the recent years, uh, it's become like one of the most important geopolitical things affecting us. Um, so I just I follow a lot of it. I don't know if you, you know. Uh, there's, I mean, there's a lot. I can't, of course, think of everything off the bat. Because yeah, no, it's there. insane over there. But and I thank you, Dimitri. Thanks, man. I do appreciate hearing from you tonight, and that does back up what I've heard from uh, Lily Tang Williams, if I recall correctly, who's a free stater, libertarian activist here in New Hampshire, also formerly from China. She escaped, mm. and uh, and she has said similar things that it was. Again, I forget the guy's name, but the previous president had opened things up, made it so there was a lot more freedom in the marketplace in China. And that's when they really started to rise up out of poverty. And yep. then this new guy is locking things down, taking things over. It's there's definitely been a crackdown over the past year, and it's well, it's been more than that, but because uh, he's been around for a, for a, well, a little while, it's ramped up over the past year. Oh, I bet there's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open here in the remaining moments. We have enough time for you. If you dial in right now, we can get you in here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Chris. We've been talking about China, but we may shift focus to the European Union for the remaining moments here. I also want to invite you over to our website. 
Uh, we do have archives that go back for many years. You can subscribe via our podcast feeds. Uh, RSS feeds are available. Just go to feeds.freetalklive.com. You'll find a few links to those there. We've got the full feed that's got everything that we put out. We've got the digest-only feed, and we've got the full shows-only feed. You can find all of those over at feeds freetalklive.com. Let's go to Washington State, where Jack is on the line. Go ahead, Jack. Um, the new uh, Homeland Security lady, I haven't heard you talk. I'm, the Minister of uh, Truth? Yeah, I'm yeah. interested to see what you guys think. Oh, we opened and, the show with that one uh, tonight, but yeah. just to just big to, nanny. yeah, just to summarize for you, I mean, this is a terrible uh, development, but not one that's unsurprising given the way things have been going. But yeah, it seems pretty much like a, a ministry of truth that they've created. What are they calling it? The Disinformation Governance, Governance Department or something? Do you think it has any power? This is a real question. Do you think it can go anywhere, or do like people like sue against them? Like, I'm really naive. But, it's not really clear know. what exactly they are going to be doing quite yet, besides hollering about what they consider to be disinformation and likely using their buddies in big tech to crack down on it voluntarily, whether or not they will have any quote-unquote power beyond that remains to be seen. Regulatory power. What do you guys think, though? Like, I don't know how much time we have left, but do you think they actually have power? Because it sounds scary, if that makes sense. I I expect that eventually they will have uh, the power to use violence um, you know, based on uh, the fact that they're part of Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're part. They're under the Department of Homeland Security. So I expect them to be either, um, either having their own thugs or directing the other government thugs in the Department of Homeland Security. But I would be very surprised. I mean, violent, the government doesn't do anything that it doesn't do violently. You know? I agree. What's the like plus minus versus the population versus your interpretation? It's like, where do we start winning? Uh, New Hampshire. Yeah. 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 Basically, we, we... Less than 20,000. We can't the way, free. There aren't enough but, libertarians in America to free the I country, know. but there are enough libertarians in America to free New Hampshire. Thank you, Jack, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Unfortunately, most people who care about freedom aren't willing to actually lift a finger. Uh, to do anything about it. So we do get the best of the best here in New Hampshire, and that's going to make it even harder for the libertarians elsewhere who just aren't as dedicated. They're going to lose the best activists here to New Hampshire. We're going to be having uh, making strides towards more freedom, and everywhere else is going to be getting less and less free. So over time, it will become more and more clear that New Hampshire is the destination for anyone that is actually serious about achieving more freedom in our lifetime, and uh, hopefully eventually we'll have enough people here to where we can secede yeah. peacefully from the United States and actually then be truly the freest place on the planet uh, mm. by far. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems already pretty apparent to me that New Hampshire is, uh, you know, it's it's achieved, it is achieving what it set out to do. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't have moved here if it wasn't. And uh, I've been here f- five, over five years now, and uh, it's 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 really it's it's amazing. Uh, just all of the, and it, it's kind of interesting because it's like you know a couple of years ago it was like. 
okay, things are making, we're making progress, but we're, you know, taking two steps forward, one step back, still progress. But now it's like, we're taking three, four steps forward and no steps back. So I'm, I'm amazed just like all the little things that we, it's a bit of an exaggeration, but it definitely has well, increased I think in the if last you couple of years. Look at the numbers in terms of movers and movers are up record levels, right? I mean, and that's going to number of reps, you know, yep. that uh, free stairs have also been elected. record levels. That's um, true. Yeah. And, but you know, the cannabis decrim didn't make it through the Senate. So that's I mean, true. there's still a lot more we have to do. That's we true. are not there yet, but, uh, but we're getting, it's getting there. It, you can, you can see it. You can see it within, uh, there's light you know, at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Right. You can see that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yep. even though before like before you know it's like it's unclear if there was light now yep. now there's it's pretty clear that there's light. i agree and with you there if yeah. we give it time it will hopefully we need more people it continues we need which more I think people it will. we need thousands yeah. more liberty activists there are people coming in here every single week there's moving parties every single week now there's record levels of people migrating here the housing market's hot i mean it is very very expensive compared to what it was a couple <laughs> of years ago to move here but it's expensive in, in a lot of places now. yeah waiting so. waiting so long to move if you've if you've known about it you, you waited too long no it's still not too late uh, <laughs> it's not def- too late it's not too late get here but soon it's you should have moved you should you shouldn't wait any <laughs> you'll longer. wish you were here soon right 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 yeah. but yeah. it's still not too late because you've got a, a built-in group of uh, people you don't know yet but they will be your friends likely uh when you get here and you'll already have things in common with them and you just have to find the the, the ones that you like hanging around the most yeah it's it's amazing being surrounded by people who can actually see reality you know it was uh living in the rest and in, in the other places that i've lived it was like you know sometimes i would question my own sanity because mm-hmm. it's like nobody else can see what i can see maybe it's maybe it's not real you know mm-hmm. and now you know being surrounded with people who understand is uh makes just makes all the difference yeah i i've done a lot of traveling in my lifetime and all over the country all over the world and there's nothing like new hampshire uh i didn't even know like i didn't even know i didn't know what it was like to to be in new hampshire until i moved here uh well i mean maybe a little before i did have an idea but um yeah i mean i i was i was shocked i i i can't believe what has been accomplished by the migration it just with just a few thousand people yeah it's 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 un, it's unbelievable to me i've i've never known and they're pissed by the way the, the yeah. status are not <laughs> really? happy about this they are having seminars about free staters in fact they were supposed to have one this week and they basically scuttled the thing they were going to do a in-person seminar at a library out on the seacoast by the democratic party of like the seacoast or whatever and it was going to be one of these anti-free stater things where they have a presentation and how we can stop the free staters and <laughs> Good luck. you know that kind of thing. Move to New York, guys. Too late, guys. Just give it up. Yeah. And, I- and and what happened was a bunch of free staters showed up, <laughs> and they were supposed to have an online component where if you couldn't make it physically to the library, you could tune in online. Well, they locked out everyone from coming into the online thing because people were trying to join online right, and right. they don't know who's who. Right. They don't know who's trying to join. So they just said no to everyone who's trying to join online. And then in physical reality, of course, they couldn't as easily block people out of the room. 
So they basically just scuttled the whole thing, and they didn't really even talk about it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm always amazed. What do, you, what, what do you do when you're having an anti-porcupine event, and you get overrun by porcupines? Yeah, you give up. Go home. Yeah. Yeah. There are- and then make plans to move to New York. New York would love to have some more statist bullies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to add to their already admirable flock. So, you know, Massachusetts is very close. They would love to have you. See, the thing is, we if all benefit. If you're in New Hampshire and you hate freedom, there's someplace else for you to be. Yeah, Jeremy Kaufman from the Free State Project and Library, LBRY.com, he made this point. It's like, libertarians existing anywhere outside of New Hampshire is a threat to the— I mean, not, it's not much of a threat, but but the people in the state don't like libertarians because they want to shut the state down, right? Like, they want to get right. rid of them. So if we can migrate as many of those libertarians here to New Hampshire and get the progressive, big government, conservative, these these people out of New Hampshire and send them to Massachusetts and Florida and, you know, New York or whatever, then everybody wins because then the statists mm-hmm. get to be in more statist places and then more libertarians can come here and everybody gets to be with the people that they're more like. So they have a much better time in life. Yeah, mm. I, I'm always I, I get the best laugh when uh, I hear the grumblings going on, you know, uh, from non libertarians about how we've already taken over. Yeah, they're New actually Hampshire. saying that Oh, stuff. you ain't seen nothing yet, baby. <laughs> right? You ain't seen and, nothing and yet, here, baby. Just wait. And here we are. Here we are thinking, what are you talking about? We haven't taken over yet. Like, like we're actually <laughs> close. We're actually saying, like, we haven't taken over yet. Right. But they are literally accusing the free staters yeah. of dismantling the government. We're getting there, guys. Yeah. I, 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 This is what I'm talking about. Like, we're getting there. We're not there yet, though. Like, they think we're, we're there, though. I know That's they do. Funny. They really think we're there already. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> and the free state. Wait till they get a load of real food. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the Free State Project, by the way, at Free State NH, uh, keeps posting all this hate of people saying exactly what you're I talking know. about. It's yeah. really entertaining. Uh, check out Chris tomorrow on his show, Freedom Decrypted, at freedomdecrypted.com. You're going to be covering the EU, which we didn't get to Absolutely. Uh, and what's going on with the tech crackdowns going on there. So check him out at freedomdecrypted.com. And we'll see you tomorrow at freetalklive.com in the meantime.